Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Set Your Expectations, the show where we bring on a guest each week to talk about different careers and aspects of life and tackle the different misconceptions that we as a society have about them. I'm your host, Joe Gerger, and this is my co-host, Josh. Josh, who do we have today? Well, Joe, today we have Alex Dart, and he stopped by to talk to us about his career in graphic design. His career with the Mud Hens currently, well, the Mud Hens and Walleye mm-hmm. uh, organization, where he is one of three graphic designers who do literally everything that you see come from the Mud Hens. He spoke to us about his approach to creating design, and he talked about why he went into graphic design, which I thought was fascinating. Um, he is a super talented dude, though. Yeah, and as you obviously have seen by now, we also got our art from him. Uh, yes, this is the big reveal. He uh, <laughs> he just, he did a bunch of art for us, and it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so by by the point time we're recording this, we haven't actually released it yet, but we're super excited to. We wanted to wait and time at the same time, and it's gonna be great. I hope you guys love it. Yeah, they are. They're probably already looking at it. <laughs> anyway, here we go. start and I am a graphic designer okay well so what does that mean to you uh, graphic design uh, is basically my life uh, it's my day job and freelance and I think about it all the time what does a graphic designer do so graphic designer uh, sometimes I like to compare it to an artist the difference between um, a graphic designer might have an end goal in mind whereas an artist might have an open interpretation to their art but you want to elicit something that happens with your design so you can inspire you can persuade or you can inform something with design okay yeah i could see that so like using it for a little more premeditated than mm -hmm. than uh traditional art whereas like i think painters kind of sit down and they paint whereas you sit down with an idea you're already like i know what this is going to be Generally, um, whether it's something that I'm just trying or a client-based, you know, project. Okay. Do you feel like you put emotion into it? I feel passionate about it. Um, sometimes with something that I'm not familiar with, I research heavily as a background. Um, that's just me. Um, I think that it makes the best result when you research, like, um, maybe something I don't know about. Like, um, I'm not huge into, like... Um, some of the things that my clients have asked me to be into, but I try to inform myself and design based on that. Let's find a perspective. Right. Okay. So how old are you now? I'm 26. 26. Okay. When did you start feeling passionate about, about doing this stuff? Um, so actually my path to design um, was like later in life maybe than some other people that might be into it. Um, I played music in school. Um and played trumpet all through high school. Well, actually, since fifth grade, where I met my wife, we both played trumpet, and uh, so okay. we're like um, band sweethearts, I guess you'd say. <laughs> um, and uh, eventually started dating after after high school. But um, so I started design. That might be the second best thing that's ever happened to somebody who plays the trumpet. <laughs> yeah, maybe right? so. You know, it's like it's the first best thing is being Louis Armstrong. I was gonna right? say the yeah, second best be thing is finding a life. Right. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Um, that's uh that was our that was how we met um 
And um, back to the design though, um, I started making stencils um, when I was, I went to Ohio State um, and started just making like t-shirts and stencils and things to spray paint. Yeah. And sort of understood how to take something on a computer screen and make it physical. Okay. Which was interesting to me. And then that morphed into me taking photography and printmaking and screen printing and things like that at school. And I can see that. I can see the path forming, the steps kind of right. uh, all coming together. Like it's all kind of leading down this path. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, something that was very organic, but I grew to love it over time. So did you finish out school for that? I did not. Um, um, not at Ohio State. So I did um, two years at Ohio State. I took a year off and worked um, at a factory here in Toledo, uh, where I worked before I went off to Ohio State, and then. Um, Started over my four years and have my degree in graphic design from Bowling Green. Okay. What was that like? Um, Ohio State um, is a great school and has a lot of cool, like, historical, you know, innuendos to it. Um, but uh, I didn't feel like the classes were small enough to, like, really treat the student and um, have attention, I guess, to everybody that, that okay. it might be that I did get at Bowling Green. Right, so not the not the one on one time or the, the kind of just it it it's, it seems more impersonal. Those giant lecture halls, generally, yes. Yeah, teacher talking, a, a professor addressing two hundred students. Like yes. you're just one test that he's going to have some other student asshole grade, as opposed to being you and twenty people and the the professor knows your name. Yes. Yeah. Yes, as a general statement. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. So when did you finish then at BG? Um, May two thousand fifteen. Um, and then that's when I didn't think that I would have a job really in it. Um, but I was ready to go at any moment, you know, I put my resume and everything out there and, uh, to some of the good local spots I would have liked to work in Toledo and something came up and then I got my job. Was that when you started working at the factory? Was before that? I worked at the factory when I was like 16 on through all the years that I was around here, minus Columbus, Ohio state. Um, but then uh, I moved sort of up to another position that wasn't um, like, I guess, factory work. It was like more like purchasing yeah. products. And um, then came along my opportunity to go into my design field. Hmm. So tell me how your how, how did the career progress? When, when did you start? Uh, when did you first get your first job? What, what time period was that? Um, that was maybe a few months after I graduated, which okay. is a good timing that I was happy with because um, I was ready to go. Um, I wasn't really passionate about my current job. It mm-hmm. wasn't design. I was just sitting there wanting to design right. um, something. Anything. And, uh, just somebody <laughs> throw you a bone, please. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so that was, uh, I went through a couple interviews and then I got my design job. I'm one of three designers for the Toledo Mud Hens and Walleye. Excellent. That's a pretty killer job. Yeah, how stoked were you when you got that? I mean, I felt, I don't, I don't know, it's it's one of the happiest times, you know, yeah. <clears throat> that, I, that I've had, uh, definitely with my job path. Um, I couldn't wait, you know. Um, I wanted to make sure everything was, was good to go, um, and it was, the right, it was the right thing to do, but going to work every day, I love it, and um, I can't say that everybody feels that way. Yeah, and like, and you were responsible for two gigantic brands. Like, they're, right. they're by no means small. I mean, there's, uh, 
millions of dollars of the merchandise and like so like you're responsible for a, for a big a big brand so like is it ever like how much free reign do they give you yep. um so there's things that we can design that uh you want to keep definitely on brand as you mentioned mm -hmm. um the Toledo Mud Hens have been around since 1896, so it's right. nothing. It's nothing that you want to change too much. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we do have a little bit of fun though when it comes to theme nights and things like that. Um, right now, it's the man. Yeah, you guys do the the walleye season right now, and we were able to just the other night do a Friday the 13th because it was mm -hmm. that night. Um, we had a giveaway of uh, goalie mask, of course, like Jason Voorhees. Yeah, and uh, so I was able to as a promotion shoot photos of this uh, giveaway item, the goalie mask, and kind of make it look the spooky uh, advertisement for it yeah. and uh, tell people that's the deal. That is that's pretty cool, though. Like, you, get, like you, they just put you in charge of these things. It's like, all right, well, here's the idea. Go uh, figure it out. Generally, um, as a starting point, um, being that I'm the youngest of the three there, um, I... I guess I have the least experience. I've been there about a year and a half now. Mm -hmm. But um, we all work as a team, and anything that I create, I run by my creative director, who's mm -hmm. been there basically since design started with the organization, okay. which is really 10 years. Um, um, outside that, it was graphic design wasn't as prevalent in, in the organization or, okay. or anything. But, yeah, um, it's definitely transformed, and... He, uh, Dan Royer, uh, is my creative director, and my associate, um, uh, Will Mellon. Those two guys, they uh, they took me under their wing and kind of showed me the ropes, and okay. we all work really well together. Good. So, like, do they do they delegate work to you, or do they kind of just like when you have an idea, you're not afraid to bring it up? They're just like, oh yeah, just like it's. Are you guys all kind of like just like working together at all times, or is kind of like, well, bring it to me and we'll talk about it, or is it? We definitely have our own things that we do personally, okay. like all day long. But before we start the week, like a Monday morning tomorrow, we will have a meeting and figure out who's doing what. Okay. Um, so you so, like team meetings and stuff? Yes. Okay. Um, so say we have a big project, like on Saturday it was uh, Brewfest, mm -hmm. um, which is a big uh, um, beer tasting event with a couple hundred different beers. Yeah, here that's a huge event. Yeah, I think, I think they may have sold out they definitely sold out vip um which uh, includes food and and uh, all special drinks and things and oh absolutely so i think it did well it usually does uh, bring out a big crowd mm -hmm. at uh, fifth third field yeah we love beer here in toledo i mean i don't know if anyone's noticed or not but we love to get drunk <laughs> we're definitely a town of drinking yeah yeah um we are generally a, an event-based organization um and typically it involves some sort of beer so <laughs> mm -hmm. so do you also do your own design work outside of there? Yes. Um, I freelance as my own, uh, I guess, brand or company, you'd say, Alex Dart Design. Um, uh, great name, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> uh, very clever. Get your um, name out there. But uh, that's I sort of branded myself in school before I graduated um, and have taken my mark, my logo, and that's just what I've run with. And... I worked with a bunch of different clients at this point, and that's where I get to sort of go outside brands that I work with every day, mm -hmm. like the Mud Hens and Walleye and the other inner organizations, and I can um, be a little more experimental, maybe, okay. with uh, clients when they're open to it. 
Right. Yeah, because there's no, you know, there's no uh, 120 year old guidelines to follow. Right. Yeah. Right. It makes more sense. Do you do you feel like that's your favorite versus the mud hens and the walleye, or are one of those like where you feel? Well, it's got to be more creatively fulfilling, right? I would say. Um, I do get to do some creative stuff at work, but um, I think as a general sense, being that I don't have, like you said, guidelines as, as right. clear cut, um, I can do generally what I want, you know, and I'm the, I'm the final say as long as the client's happy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm, like, I'm sure working, I'm sure finding a way to make your artistic vision like work inside of guidelines is its own rewarding challenge. But I think that probably when when you know it's just on you to please a client they're like just do what will make me happy i think i feel like you have a lot more creative freedom than i probably feel a lot better yeah it's a good balance though um i work you know monday through friday um uh generally a nine to five work mm-hmm. schedule and then outside that i'm able to do my own thing that's pretty that's pretty nifty that you can just like you have a nice condensed work week i mean saturday uh, nice uh solid monday through friday nine to five and then you just have a solid set amount of free time to take care of like side work or whatever you want to do right yeah outside uh where i can fit it in uh with my wife and son i've got a my the 18 month old son congratulations thanks uh yeah he's a lot of fun um i'm sure he's a handful yeah uh but uh he's he's the best he's really smart and uh makes us laugh every day yeah and when uh, when he's all in bed and, and all set, then usually is when I can work on my own stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, eighteen months. So, so saying words, talking, talking. Yet? Definitely. Uh, uh, a, a lot. Not a full lot sentences of them. though. Um, short ones, I guess short you'd sentences. say. Okay. Yeah, like uh, like we go in the car, you know, stuff like okay. that. Okay. <laughs> um, nice. But yeah, single words, uh, all kinds of stuff. He's a sponge right now. And what's the most surprising word he said to you? Um. I think I think the most surprising thing offhand that I can think of is just like when he puts multiple words together, things like that. When he starts stringing words together, uh, right? So that's uh, impressive to us, <laughs> and uh, first-time parents where you know we think everything he does is great. So You're like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah, I imagine I imagine so. I want to know how he inspires your work. Um, he, you know, like honestly, um, to to be blunt about it, it's like um, I. You know, I try and think of him when I do that stuff. It's I don't I don't necessarily have to. You know, I could I could just do my you know nine to five you know my day job. Um, but outside that, I try and you know make a little extra money and open creative other paths locally. Mm-hmm. And I kind of you know say that I do that for him. I'd like to think that I right. do that for yeah, for our family. <clears throat> do you ever do you ever feel like you get a certain ideas for designs because of him. Yeah, I mean, I've this is the first time I've been a parent, obviously, and I've seen things in oddly enough in his toys and his you know um, things around the house that weren't before. You know, mm-hmm. little little things that you can borrow and yeah. see shapes and things like that in his in his uh, items that are now around the house, his yeah, bottles and things like that. I could see you're pulling inspiration from kind of a side of the world that you didn't really have your eyes on a lot. Right. 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 Yeah. It's like when you buy a, a certain kind of car and then you see that car where you're like, oh, these cars are like, okay, I get it. Like it just, mm-hmm. it, oh, it unlocks a part of your like brain that you weren't aware of. Like it just like unlocks a certain awareness you didn't have. Yes. Yeah. It opens your mind for sure. Um, do you, have you made, is there one specific design that you feel like, oh, that's his design? Like, um, not besides things that I guess that we 
um, I guess my wife actually is uh, a bit into design too. Um, she is really creative. Um, she designed things like his first birthday invite, um, that sort of thing. Um, but I don't know, maybe when he gets a little older and can give me a hand and some input, that'll be his thing, his design. Do you okay. make your own Christmas cards? Oh, we did. Um, we um, borrowed a little cozy coop, the little red and yellow thing, like the Fred Flintstone, <laughs> the, kind of, the, the little yeah. the toy everybody had, mm -hmm. that thing. Uh, we, we borrowed one of those from a friend and strapped a little Christmas tree to it. Um, and um, did you say Christmas cards or yeah, birthday yeah. cards? Okay, because yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of before. No, uh, yes, the, we strapped a Christmas tree to the top of it as if he was going Christmas tree shopping <laughs> and then uh, kind of photoshopped it into a nice little background and, and that was that. So <laughs> nice. he represented our family as the getting the Christmas tree this year. Over the years, I imagine good. you're going to get pretty creative with that. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, what is, what about birthday? You, you mentioned birthday. Yeah, um, we went all out um, for his first birthday, being that it was the first year that I was with the Mud Hens, um, and he got to experience a few games. Um, he was really into it, as well as hockey. Um, if we go downtown, all he says is, you know, baseball, hockey. You know, he realizes looking out the window. He knows where, where he's at. So, yeah, it's it's really cool. And I've seen a lot of other people in the organization, their kids grow up through it. And I'm excited to see him do that. Um, but as far as birthday goes, we had it at our house and had his photos done by a friend um, at the stadium. So it was very baseball themed. And we were out on the field and walking around there and uh, out on the, the grass. And so... Yeah, we designed everything for his birthday party, very baseball themed, and like uh, number one, like the the foam finger was like because mm -hmm. he's one year old, that kind of thing. Okay, that was prevalent in the design, and uh, we decorated everything all up that way. My wife and I. I like that. Um, did so? Do you send out birthday cards to people? Yeah, um, we at, at least invitations is what I can remember we did for that. Um, we okay. did. Um, tickets that my wife designed them they were looked like a baseball ticket like you got admission to the party okay kind of that's thing. nice that's so nice. um we kind of said it was the dart field our last name uh when you when you walked back to our backyard okay. and it was kind of framed that way so oh. so i want to know a little bit about your capabilities Crafty. like if i came to you and asked you for something what would like you let's me? just say i don't know for instance we needed to set your expectations logo that wasn't uh, thrown together by me on an iPad in about five seconds. <laughs> I, I feel like, like I said, um, the path that I would take is I already have a little research on my belt because I've listened to other episodes. Mm -hmm. So I have an idea on what you guys do and what your goal is. Um, outside of asking you further, um, I would be creative with it because I know you guys are open to, you know. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah many different options and uh Definitely. and things on this show so mm -hmm. um i guess i would try and make it uh creative as i could based on your goals okay well all-encompassing yeah so what's your general pitch what's your general pitch you would give to somebody why they should get design from you or why you think they need design uh design in general not just from me i believe is something that is a bigger than just paying for something you could pay for something like a sign that I designed and that's a piece that's just uh, an object but paying somebody like a designer is much more than just making something look good it's uh, a lot of research and uh, yeah. intuition behind it it's like, and, I mean you, can see, you guys are literally just like creating a brand like 
I've always, I mean, I've always loved like design in general because you see like companies go through. I think when I was a kid, I first realized it when Pepsi changed their logo for the first time. Okay, and uh, in the in the nineties, <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure it wasn't the first time. It was the first time I'd seen it, and I was like, okay, it changed from like the red and white with the, or the red and blue with like the white on the outside, and like, they did like just like they. Now it's just the two swirls. Like there's no white. And I was right. like, I was like, oh, the people can change what their logo looks like. And I was like, oh. Then I started realizing this is something that companies do on a regular basis in order to like to continue staying fresh. Like so, the logo doesn't like some people. Some companies will keep the same logo forever, but they'll like they'll do different stuff to it. Like Windows, right. where that like that logo's evolved a thousand times sure. over the course of the last like twenty years. Yeah, you want to stay relevant. You want to have your brand look like it's today or tomorrow, mm-hmm. not yesterday. Exactly. How do you get the intuition about each? each person like what do you look at for somebody when you're getting ready to do your research to kind of help them realize that they need that because of their own situation well sometimes people come to me and they have a specific graphic in mind and they just want this end piece that's like i want this social media graphic created because i like this thing about it that i saw someone else do Mm -hmm. and that makes sense but it might not really match what they're trying to accomplish at the end of the day, there's something that you're trying to accomplish and elicit an action for your audience. Mm-hmm. And you have to figure out and narrow in on what that is. So do you break it down to a science then? Like, do you look at it as like there's steps and if you follow guidelines, then you can always be successful with it? I mean, as an always statement, you know, that's never the case. Mm-hmm. But um, I do feel that if you take the steps of like I said, narrowing in on an audience, figuring out what the client actually wants and not just a surface level thing. Um, graphic designers bring a value to a company or brand that is more than just this end piece, like a this logo, this social media graphic, this, mm-hmm. you know, campaign. It's yeah, it's, it's it kinda of seems more like you are the barrier between um just regular old marketing, like uh grassroots like carpet marketing and narrow pinpoint like this is the audience we want this is how we find them this is how we attract them and it's like it just seems like a really like i mean crucial job i like to think that it is um and i like to try and explain that to clients when they come to me and want something that seems um i guess cut and dry Mm -hmm. um which i'm i'm all for that too you know i can help people do something simple if they want to do something simple but I like to, when I do my own work, I like to try and be a problem solver for them and not just the guy who's pushing pixels around on the screen right? and actually make something happen in the real world. Okay. So what what's the money like? Um, I think for uh, having a college degree and out into the field my first year, I'm happy with the money. Okay. Um, I can live on it um, and get by. Um, but at the same time, you know, who doesn't want more and creatively I do. So I do a little more on the side, you know, I do my own freelance work. Do you have one design that you're proud of that you've done over everything else? I don't know if that's ever constant. Um, right now it might be, um, I was able to work on uh, logo and campaign for the Holy Toledo Laugh Fest, which was a multi-venue uh, comedy festival throughout Toledo at the uh, Stranahan Theater, um, Kosai, or not Kosai, but Imagination Station yeah. now. Yeah. Um, 
uh, did I mention Hensville? That is who spearheaded it. Okay. Hensville um, is an entertainment district outside the Mud Hens organization on St. Clair, um, which includes nine, the nine at Hensville, which is a restaurant and bar, Fleetwood's Tap Room. Um, so we had acts come to there and many other places across Toledo, and I was able to work on a logo, being that that uh, fell into my job there. And I'd say that's something that felt like it was really complete and really was out in the community and um, got a good response. So I think that's right now my proud uh, design. Hell yeah. I'd be proud too. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's wild. Uh, is there somebody that you kind of aspire to design for? Um, I think I've listened to some of the, I guess you'd call them like rock star designers in the in the community um, uh, and really in the U.S. Uh, or outside that at the end of the day, those guys all seem to uh, design for themselves uh, and which is what I would like to do maybe much later in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting a little taste of it with little projects on the side now, but um, I do not have the clientele to just go ahead and go on my own. So, yeah, move up on your own. Um, but I'm learning so much every day at my job and with the guys that I work with that, uh, you know, you just always am building your arsenal of tools and mm-hmm. different things to work faster and work better. More efficiently. Is right. kind of, the more practice you get, the better you get, obviously. Right. Uh, 10,000 hours, they say. Um, what's the most ridiculous request you've gotten from a potential client or a client? Um, most ridiculous. Um, like, does anyone ever come to you with something that you're just like, that's so sheerly impossible or so outside of my scope or so beyond what I do? Okay. Like, um, once I was asked to create an animated music video that was about a four-minute song and a few seconds of animation can... You know, depending on what's going on, it could take an hour or two. So, oh yeah, or days, right? You know, <laughs> so, you know, depending on what they're looking for. So, um, I said based on, you know, my rate and what you want, that'll cost you know X dollars, and it was something outrageous. Just mm-hmm. to say, just to show them what you're asking. Like you're for. asking me for something crazy. Yes, uh, what you're asking me or anybody else is for is. Tell crazy. me they came up with the money. No, oh, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> but you got to try. Um, you you got to um, either throw it back at them and say you're asking for a lot what was the number it was probably something like twenty thousand dollars and what what would you would if would you have figured it out if they're just like all right sure would you been like sounds good but the the thing is that it um you know they say uh good you can't have all three you can't have good cheap and fast exactly so um it would be cheaper it's cheap and you know i would figure out a way and you're gonna pay fully or uh it's gonna take a while Mm -hmm. you know and that's just the way it is. Um, but that's probably the most ridiculous thing. And he took completely understood and was a good guy about it. But it just, it's, I've asked other animator friends and they said, oh, that's completely crazy. You know, <laughs> that's, that's not going to happen um, for, unless someone's going to pay for it. So, right. Have you had any designs backfire on you? Um, I feel like generally I haven't. Um, things that I create at work. You know, sometimes I'm just trying really outrageous things that just come off the cuff and I'll work on it for an hour and run it by my uh, creative director or other people on the team. And they're like, well, maybe that's not just right for what we're going for. That's got to suck. It, I think it does a little, but you kind of run with it. Um, maybe yeah. you can, you try not to be too invested in the stuff 
Um, at least I don't try to with the stuff at work because I know at any moment's notice things can change. Yeah, and that helps to, that you have your own stuff. Right. That probably keeps that act sharp, though. Like, the fact that... I mean, that's got to be what pushes you then, right? Because it's like at any moment, like, like this isn't good enough. Go back and do do better. So you, you have to stay kind of sharp and on top of shit that way where it's like, okay, well, this is good. This is, my, this is a good effort, but now I'm going to scrap it and do something even better than that one. Right. Sometimes it's sometimes it's uh, maybe not that it's not good enough. Sometimes that's that is too. You know, maybe uh, we're on a tight time schedule a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not what it really could have been. Um, and us three, the designers that are passionate about all that, we you know we wouldn't want it to go out the door and have you know not you know not be polished. Well, okay. Yeah. But um, sometimes it's not that it's not as good as it could be. It's just that it's not right. It's not right for what we're going for. Wrong direction. Right. Doesn't capture the spirit of the right. promotion. Do you do you feel like you picked up pretty quickly in your on your own side stuff, or how did you get started with that? Um. So I guess I've always been um, back from when I first started doing stencils and things, and I transformed into something physical somebody could buy, which is a T-shirt and screen printing. Um, so back then, you know. I always tried to have that little side hustle, I guess you'd say, and see anybody want this shirt, anybody interested in this or that, because people like t-shirts and people like custom. Um, so <clears throat> I that was years ago. Um, since then, when I've grown my design uh, expertise, I guess you'd say, um, it's morphed into things that can be used on brands and um, companies and things versus objects. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, do you take a certain approach to your marketing? Um, I try to stay consistent in my marketing, only sharing things on my uh, Instagram and Facebook pages that are fitting to the brand. I kind of treat my um, personal Facebook page and things like that's like where I share like my family photos and and other things that are going your on outside life. my yeah. right, uh, outside my my branded business. Yeah, that's um, not like that's that's Alex Dart the man, not Alex Dart's uh, design. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I've tried to differentiate that and keep that consistent. Um, I've done a lot of research on um, marketing strategies and things, um, and I'm not too far into it, but I think I'm getting some clients and having fun with it, and it's working. So, are you surprised? Like when you what you expected walking into this? Is this is this what you expected to feel? Is this how you expected to feel about what you do? Or did you were you worried that it wouldn't be for you? As far as uh, design in general yeah. goes? Um, I think that I sort of organically, like I said, when I first started doing things design-wise, I it was very organic. So I slowly mm-hmm. started to love different aspects about it. Um, it wasn't just something like, maybe I went to school for this or that. And then when you get out into the job field, it's, oh, this is not what I thought I was studying, or this is not what I thought my day job would be. Um, I think I've had many years to sort of figure out what that would be, and luckily, even though it took me six years of school and a year off in between, I'm better for it, and I can go out into the field and know what I'm doing. And you feel like you found it. Like this is, yes. like, this is like, Alex Dart will be a graphic designer until he is not. I think so. Nice. Um do you think you could retire from it? I do. Um, I, as of right this moment, I plan to, um, in some capacity. Um, 
things in technology because we use a lot of different technology things like technology that you can push in different directions like design um maybe what i end up doing when i retire is not exactly what i'm doing right now mm -hmm. but i'd like to stay fresh and stay relevant in the field and always be designing something wherever that goes right yeah because i mean the thing is in the last just in the last 10 years the, the I mean, design technology has taken a huge turn and I mean, just to imagine where we'll be in the next two years is insane. Yes. Let the next ten. What's your twenty? What's your five-year plan then? My five-year plan um, is uh, I'm really happy at my job um, and uh, and my freelance. So really, uh, my five-year plan right now is just to keep going in both uh, both aspects. I am learning a ton in the first year and even month that I was on the job with those guys who've been doing it for years, and you know, just working um, and problem solving with them and getting a little outside that with my own work that's uh just continuing it's so nice to walk into something and then get trained and then feel like now you own that craft i yeah. i really didn't uh feel like i knew photoshop uh that well when i honestly which like some people might be saying like well how are you a designer then um there's a lot other of other pieces to design than just uh, photo related content mm. um but i really didn't feel like i uh had the reins on Photoshop when I walked into my job, and those guys kind of showed me the ropes. Um, and but I knew typography, uh, lettering, and mm. fonts and things like that. Doing experiments with that—that that was. You, you, you know, I'm sure you know fonts by just by sight. Yeah, you pick out a. Yeah, generally, I mean, yeah. it's kind of something you can't turn off. Mm -hmm. um, which uh, something you can appreciate, like when something uses a certain font or uses it in a certain way by yeah. another another brand or company. Like, oh, it's in the Sands family. How nice. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right, which I gravitate towards usually. Um, oh, really? Uh, generally, I mean, sans serif, like so, um, like Helvetica or Futura or Gotham, I, I do things like Helvetica. that. So Helvetica, there's a whole movie on. Um, yeah, I, I saw and, that. And uh, so people love or hate that font um, because yeah. it's used so often, but it's something that's timeless and clean. Yeah, I love it. That's why I, like, I don't like Times New Roman. I think Times New Roman's overplayed. Like we had to use that <laughs> constantly in uh, school. Like the one thing that they let us use. It's kind of like the default. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's really boring. But they they say the same thing about Helvetica. On the other hand, that it's sort of just like air. It's just there. It's just there. Yeah. It's just kind of out there. Um, yeah, I guess. So, typography and uh, vector and logo illustrations. I was more big into for when I was in school, and now I okay. feel like I really know all the Adobe. Uh, I feel like programs. that's where I would gravitate towards too, because I, I always, I've always liked vector design, and I think that it's really cool. And I've always, I've definitely always um, have liked just like logo stuff. Like, I think logos are like just the coolest things. Like it's, imagine like, <clears throat> I guess it's just like one of the things where it's like a logo invokes so much, right? Yes. It's 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 basically every single aspect of that company boiled down to one. Thing like the Golden Arches, right? McDonald's, like, like that movie's coming out. The founder, right? And it's about that dude and like how that was his idea, and he he made McDonald's what it was. Like he he bought it from the McDonald brothers, and turned it into a trillion dollar business. Or right. when you see the Apple on the back of the iPhone, like you know what that means, right? Right? Or the Nike swoosh, like like those are that's just a logo. It's just one tiny thing, and it means everything. At the same time. Um a logo is just one piece of what a brand is. And some right. people say branding as if it's a verb, like, mm -hmm. you know, going running, going branding, something like that. Yeah. But I've also heard the opposite end of the spectrum that um, Apple, McDonald's, those companies, they get to have that logo say so much because they've grown, but it's based on what they do 
and not what their logo is. Right, right. I guess you know that that earns them a lot of, um, I guess, goodwill as well with right. the with the public. So having a good logo uh, doesn't mean anything if you have a bad. Yeah, I guess if, if, you're, if you're trash, yeah, right. But it doesn't help. It doesn't hurt. I you, guess it definitely doesn't hurt. Definitely. Do you do album art? I have done some album art. Um, I once was in a show locally called um, Rock Paper Sizzle, and it was based on that because it was a summer show. Sounds um, such a cool damn name. Um, and uh, so it was the AIGA, uh, which is like the graphic artists. Um, there's many different ones. Well, there's Toledo sect, and you know across the country different mm-hmm. ones. Um, and they uh, they had a show where what's you could take any album. I don't want to. I don't want to derail you. But what's that stand for? Uh, AIGA. Yeah, um, I know something something graphic artists. Um, I'm with you there. Um, okay. <laughs> I, offhand, I'm completely blanking right when oh, I said it. Okay. Um, but yes, uh, you're right. Um, basically, um, it's it's a group that's across the country. Um, it's uh, and and outside that too. But uh, the Toledo the Toledo folks are generally people that um, a lot of them went to my school, mm-hmm. and it's the kind of the usual suspects but it's a really great group of people we've done a lot of things um for charity and otherwise and um when you bring people together like that that can create something um you can bring a lot of good with it that's awesome um do you would did you do you ever do books um i haven't really worked on books much um i know that some people are extremely into book cover design um there's there's people out there that that's all they do there's uh the big guy if you ever wanted to look into him uh, chip kid with two d's k-i-d-d he is the book cover master uh he's done it all he will read the entire book um take his you know angle on it and design the book cover where is this guy from um he i feel like he's on the east coast somewhere and i could be wrong on that but uh he's like super famous definitely as far as book design goes yeah he's the guy is there anything he's done that I would recognize? Probably a lot of things, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, you, like, there's, I feel like there are certain people who do, like, book design, you can tell, because a lot of book covers just start to see, like, patterns, like, oh, this kind of looks like the cover for something else. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, it's because the same guy did all these covers. And he probably, <laughs> he probably sat down on an afternoon and was just like, pumped a bunch out. Can I get these fucking covers done? <laughs> it's like, sword crown done. Sword crown got it. Sword crown <laughs> no, horse. No. This guy, this guy would absolutely hate that, uh, that that was being said. He, like I <laughs> okay, said, he, right. he's the opposite of that, that he doesn't crank them out in an afternoon. He literally will read every word in a book and then design the cover afterwards. Ooh, so, well, so he's nice. really, you know, into it turns out some pretty solid yeah nice would Um, you ever do a book i would love to do a book um i am not the biggest reader to be honest though um i think it would have to be something that i was into and know the um know the content really well of course um i wouldn't want to same for how i approach my design my freelance stuff for clients i don't want to design something unless i really know what's going on i don't want to just throw a, a logo together because you want this or that I really want to know why I'm doing something. Yeah, and like you said, you put a lot of research into it, and I think that that probably goes a long way for you and what you do, and that helps you build your brand. I like to think so. Um, I found that um, that's what we were always taught, you know, in the program that I went to, and it's brought me good results. I could make anything that's already been done um, or a twist on it, but why would I do that if I could take a completely new spin on it and make your brand look different than anybody else? Hell yeah. 
I like that. Oh, by the way, um, AIGA is the American Institute for Graphic Arts. That's what I was going to take a stab at for the AI, yeah. and I feel quite embarrassed that my <laughs> any professors that might eventually listen to this will probably kill me. But <laughs> I googled um, it real quick. That way yeah. we, we could make sure we got it out there, definitely. Just in case. So, um, yeah, AIGA is big um, in lots of different uh, lots of different events and things. And it's just a generally good group of people. If you're a graphic designer, you should be in the know with them. Yeah, their website looked like they had a lot of stuff scheduled just for like this month. Definitely. So always something going on with them. That's pretty cool. <clears throat> Do you have any um, specific images that people paint of you as a graphic designer that you feel aren't the right who you are really? I feel aren't accurate. Um, I don't know if people have strong or not strong feelings about me as a designer at this point. Um, I think a lot of the work that I've done um, is for people that I know, which is just kind of how you start. Um, same for this podcast, you know, maybe a lot of yeah, this, you know, right. you start where you know, um, exactly. go from there. Um, I've had good luck with people that I knew in the past and they've known that I'm a designer and go from there. So I don't know that people have a misconstrued vision of me as a designer besides the fact that maybe they don't know exactly what design is and what I do. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else, like, if you could have do anything else, what would you do? If I could do anything else, um, I think maybe I did love music yep. um, when I when I studied that. Um, we, you know, marching band, orchestra, band, that kind of thing, like uh, orchestral. I think and everybody then, loves music band, a little you know. bit. Yeah, I if think you everybody... If you don't love music... Something I mean, wrong everybody has something yeah. that they like to listen to. That's mm -hmm. that's uh, there's a genre for you. Um, I just don't know that there was music uh, or that there was money in the path that I was going to take. Mm -hmm. So um, being realistic, you know, and thinking about my you know life beyond college and and school. Um, right, and your family. Right, um, was uh, graphic design was outside of being a starving artist, you know, is something that you can have a career in, but still be creative. Is there another kind of art that you would like to try out? Um, I had a little taste of a bit of everything when I was at Bowling Green. It's, it is an art school where I got my degree. I have a um, BFA, Bachelor of Fine Arts um, in graphic design. So I did go through the art school. I was able to do a little glass blowing here and there, a little um, ceramics. Um, I even got into some 3D printing, which was interesting, with ceramic material okay. when I was there. Um, painting, drawing, all that. So um, I really felt most comfortable towards my aim of design, though. And so um, that's where I ended up. What's your perception of other artists, like tattoo artists or people who use other media? I feel that if you take the right steps and are passionate about it, take the right steps, meaning um, you know the history um, you know why you're doing something and the outcome and aren't uh, cutting corners and doing things the right way that I think artists can, you know, be, you know, huge and, and influential. Mm -hmm. um, that's how I feel about artists. I don't know art as much as I will uh, know design. I right. did study it, um, but that's just my realm. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to know about? Well, do you feel like an artist? Like, do you like? Would you consider yourself an artist? I um, I feel like I stray away from that a little bit now, knowing the the main differences. I, like I said earlier, um, I tend to design things that elicit a call to action, 
or uh, an inspiration or uh, persuade you to do something perhaps as opposed as, to as a pure emotional response right as a uh, as an artist um, you might have something that you want the audience to uh, act upon mm. or feel but generally I think art and artists make things that are more open to interpretation mm. okay do you feel do you feel responsible for the interpretations taken by that I feel that if I want someone to do something or feel something then I do feel responsible in the way that I designed it. Um, you you want to, say if you want to sell a ticket, if you want someone to go to your website, if you want to you know, do anything and you do that in a design, you have that action in mind and try to make the audience do it. Hmm. Okay. Uh, do you have any other questions about graphic design? Nope. Uh, is there anything that you want to say that we didn't touch on for graphic design? Um, I think we cover a lot of bases as far as my uh, my personal feelings on it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. cool. Um, so at this point, we always switch it up, uh, take a little bit more relaxed, and just ask some questions that just help us get to know you a little bit. Josh always starts with the same question. Josh, my question is: Tell me about your first kiss. My first kiss. Uh, my first kiss, I guess, was maybe like a lot of others, was just a uh, you know first girlfriend and we were in like I don't know it was like junior high or something mm -hmm. and you know that, or that's when I was dating and uh, nothing special to it really you no. know it wasn't it wasn't like uh, you know any big deal you know looking back um, just like you know thinking of my wife uh, who I knew back then um, I think of her and I think of love and I think of that and it's just like eh. Yeah. Just, just you know, just a girlfriend, whatever. Way so back. then, well, what about the, what about the first kiss you and your wife shared then? Um, that was way different. Um, even when we were first dating, yeah. Um, we had known each other for by that point, um, fifth grade through you know high school, um, and however many years that is offhand, uh, maybe <laughs> yeah, like seven, <laughs> right? Yeah. So like we've known each other and spent a lot of time together at that point, and um we almost dated a few times and didn't want to have the high school thing happen then when you leave you know yeah uh, you're, you're not going to stay together generally so we actually on purpose i guess waited until afterward and didn't necessarily expect it to be but i always thought what if i never knew and we never tried it right and so that summer when i graduated high school is when we started dating and the rest is history i guess oh yeah couldn't leave it to chance. Right. Good. Uh, you said your baby is 18 months? Right. So he was born June uh, 2015. Okay. And uh, his, uh, which is fun because the, the birthday's in the summer and we did like the baseball thing, as I yeah. said. And uh, yeah, he's uh, Harrison is his name. Um, and he is a lot of fun. Um, he um, is getting some teeth in right now. So he's, uh, he's not always <laughs> a lot of fun. But yeah. when he's not... Uh, unhappy from that he's uh he's the greatest do you call him harry yeah we do see i know you said that he he can form some small sentences but if you could ask him anything and he could respond to you with like a fully formed adult thought mm -hmm. what would you ask him i feel like i would ask him um what could i do better for you on a daily basis as a dad um wow that's awesome so uh because he can't necessarily tell me what yeah. that is 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, he uses just the same cues that all babies use, and they, he cries or right. things like that. But it's not yeah. like he can really explain himself or express himself. Not yet. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, think about that. Like, what like, would what, what a child even say to that? Like, oh, I could probably just, like, hold me for a few extra minutes. That'd be great. Like, uh, <laughs> Make me feel safe. <laughs> yeah, just a right. uh, new blanket would be nice. Like a teddy bear, that was a good idea. Like, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, um, man. So, yeah, I feel like at the same time, his answer might be um, that his needs are pretty well met between uh, his mom and I. But, uh, you know, maybe spoil him a little more or something. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe less carrots or something. Yeah, less carrots, more candy, dude. Right, right. <laughs> um, does, he, does, he start, does he like certain things at this age? Does he start associating with certain uh, mascots and things like that? Um, yeah, uh, as far as that goes, he, uh, the walleye, he, we have a magnet schedule on our fridge and he says fishies, fishies, you know, mm-hmm. like he'll start saying walleye or hockey. He can say hockey. When he first said hockey, it was like one of the clearest words he's ever said. And it was just hilarious because, um, we didn't expect that. You know, yeah. you want, not one of your first early words. 18 months old is like hockey. And you're like, whoa, what? <laughs> yeah, he said that since he was like probably before he was one. He's really has a big vocabulary, I think, for uh, his age. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, you've got to be careful what you say. Even if it's not a curse word or something, you've got to, you know, if you don't want him to say something, you don't say yeah. it at all. <laughs> Still like a sponge. Is he's picking all those words up as they go. Right. Huh. So, um, do you have any pets? We do have a dog, Marley. She's a puggle. Oh, my God. And This uh, dude. I love Puggles. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, she's the best. She is, uh, I think, almost eight or is eight. Um, and she uh, she at first uh, didn't really get along with Harrison um, because, you know, a baby. Like, he doesn't know that he's bothering a little dog. Mm. <laughs> Does she but, have uh, a more pug-shaped face? She has a more beagle-shaped face. Okay. She's probably, like, the cutest puggle ever you think so i think so yeah because there's like two there's two main types of puggles right like there's one that look more beagle and then there's one with the like little pug, little pug. Yeah. okay i i know what you mean i guess like honestly it's uh just the right mixture she looks uh she doesn't have the long snout she has the smashed yeah. face but just a little bit I, but I her features are probably softer around right. her face right. yeah okay. yeah She's not like the ran into a wall pup. That's why I like them. Yeah, I, that's why I like them so much. Yeah, plus they don't they don't have as much problems with their with their breathing because their their mouth yes. isn't completely all jacked up. Yes, those poor dogs, they're poor faces. <laughs> I love them. Um, what is your favorite dessert? My favorite dessert. Um, that's easy. Uh, my wife makes custom cakes and desserts for a business, so that's oh really? That's, that's an easy answer. Yeah, anything she makes, really, she's great at that. Nice. Um, What's the um, what's the name of that business? Uh, shameless plug, uh, cakes a ton, uh, like T O N, like two thousand pounds. Um, okay, uh, she's on all the social media and everything, and local to Toledo, um, and she does really great work. She's been doing that um, probably like six years now. Oh shit, we have to get her in here. I was gonna say, I, I was gonna talk about a baker <laughs> oh, today. The text her after do, this. Yeah, do you want? Do you think she'd want to do this? Maybe. Okay. You know, reach out. Could be awesome. Um, so how does that affect you? Like how much how much desserts are you eating? Well, that's what everyone thinks initially. Um, they're like they're like, man, you probably have cake every day or something or or whatever. But actually, it's um, anymore. It's just made for the client and it's out the door. And if she doesn't, you know, have any left over, then it's you know it's kind gone. of just waste. You know, yeah. it's um, it's not like what you might expect it to be uh, being that way. But like anything, uh, even if it was around, you know, you get tired of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, like anything else. Yeah, even the most delicious cake in the world, you can't eat every day. Yeah. Exactly. Like, so I it's uh, um, 
here and there and it's but she's really great at it and really creative too so oh, that's awesome did like you that. do any graphics for her <laughs> she would yell at me for that right now if she were here um being that uh i've had her logo in the works for forever um and not finished because uh it seems like everything that i do otherwise is coming before it and yeah. uh, so i'm in trouble as a as a husband for that <laughs> But, well, uh, and that's crazy too because I've seen your logo, and mm-hmm. your logo's really cool. So she's probably just like, "This dude could knock a logo out for me so yeah. easy," and he's just not doing it. It's it's uh, it's a touchy subject, but um, <laughs> yeah, um, in the household. But um, yeah, I'm working on something for right now. Um, but I kind of want to put it together like I would for another client, and then sort of reveal it to her. Okay. Do you get nervous when you make your own logos? Um, my own logo, both times I've done it, um, was a big process. It wasn't something that was just um, quick at all. It was many versions, like probably a couple hundred, you know, on my last one, mm. just transforming it and uh, skewing it into exactly what I wanted. Um, and uh, which I think I shared on social media at once, like all the different versions that I did to get to the point that I finally had it, that oh. I liked it. Um, How big of a difference was it between uh, number one and number 199. I mean, it was, uh, it was probably honestly slight because I had a pretty good handle on what I wanted to do, but it's just all the versions that you try things and you don't, um, you don't throw things away. Um, vectors are free. Like, uh, like Aaron Draplin is a, one of my favorite designers. He says vectors are free. Uh, you're not going to waste anything by, you know, making another copy of something and changing it. Yeah, and like they take up no space at all. Like you right. can save a thousand of those things, yeah. and it's nothing. <laughs> right. So uh, similar to it's just data. Uh, yeah. Similar to when digital cameras came out, you know, you don't have to actually have a physical print and hold on to it. You can delete or not. Right. You can just save an entire thumbstick as a, like a it's a whole right. photo album. And you don't have to go to the fucking store. Yes. And wait yeah. for your photos to develop or develop them yourself. I mean, you can, still, yeah. you can do that still. That, 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 that seems cool to me. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I could get that science down, but that seems like a cool. I'm thing. sure we could bring a photographer here and ask them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, there's definitely uh, similar to old school music or old school, um, you know, art or design. Even um, how it started and the history behind it, I think, is uh, where you get some of the best and strongest versions of it, where it where it began. Hmm. That's awesome. Um, if you could do a ride along with a superhero for one day like a shadow superhero for a day okay who would you pick i think uh iron man is is a good pick you know he's got the cool cars and all the cool tech you know yeah big fan of all that plus he's usually pretty uh pretty snippy and funny and you know what else he could probably give you so much stuff that would help you with design. Definitely. Like, oh yeah, and the thing is, like, if you bond with that dude, like, he seems like especially like RDJ's Tony Stark. Yeah. Like, if you even make a slight emotional connection with him, he like just takes care of you forever. Like yeah. That. He takes you under his wing, and he's probably he'll probably set you up so that your specific suit, while you're flying around, goes on autopilot. Just you and you're and you're designing and you're with your mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be nice. That'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah, that's some some great Stark tech that you could use. The good, uh, good old fashioned science play. fiction. Okay, so if you could shadow uh, one villain for a day, who would it be? One villain. Um, I was a big fan of uh, the more recent uh, Batman films. Uh, not the Affleck and all that. Um, I haven't seen that actually. Maybe it was good. Maybe it wasn't. But um, the ones with uh, um, uh, Heath Ledger. Uh, maybe the Joker. Uh, he's a little nuts, but I think uh, I really loved his character. 
So yeah. maybe maybe go along with him and figure out him for a day. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I just every time I think about somebody seeing the Joker, I think back to that scene in uh, The, the Dark, Dark Knight where where he's like, "I bet the Joker told you to kill me," and he's like, "No, I don't kill you. I kill the bus driver." And he's like, "The bus driver? What bus driver?" And the bus driver backs into him and kills him, and he's just like. <laughs> that bus driver and he's like oh man this dude I don't want to be anywhere near this guy yeah he's insane <laughs> yeah but he's like a genius but insane yeah uh, he's an awful man yeah I, it, I, I don't feel safe <laughs> no yeah, that no. might be a scary day for me yeah it'd be a, that'd be a real wild ride um so what what do you think is something that's too far for you to design too far um Honestly, right now, um, being that I think I have the tools and um, am open to anything, uh, I don't know if that there is. I'd be open to taking on or um, entertaining anything. The limit does not exist. Okay. I think I'm going to have you design some stuff. <laughs> I sell cars, man. Completely open to it. Yeah, like I, I think I'll hire you. That'll be awesome. Awesome. I think you, you sold me. This entire pitch it's like this was all. It's like this was one big fucking interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It'll be awesome. The job interview cool. is not a podcast. Um, if you could have any animal as a pet, who would you pick? What would you pick? Any animal as a pet? Yeah. Um, uh, well, it'll be obedient. It doesn't necessarily have to be your pet. It can come and go. Okay. Um, probably something like uh, ridiculous, like uh, Scarface, like a tiger, you know, or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, <laughs> like big gentle giant, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I'd probably take a bear. Because bears are awful, but like you get a cool pet bear and he just hangs out with you. Yeah, I know. I love it. I love bears. What I mean, like maybe even just a, just even a panda would be cool. Yeah, pandas are fine. What do you? Uh, what's your? What do you think is a good movie? Like one of your favorite movies that you think kind of flies under the radar? Um, what did I just watched recently. Um, it was uh, Nocturnal Animals. Um, with Jake Gyllenhaal and usually stuff that he has is like pretty well written or thought out I love him Um, and uh, it was it was different in the way that it was real life bouncing back and forth between a written story but it was because they're both cinematic um, it felt like one the whole time and then a big uh, big twist at the end or at least uh, maybe not a twist but not what you thought at the end okay Um, and I think that was that was a good one as a recently yeah Huh, um, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, he recently did uh, Nightcrawler, was awesome. Love that movie too. Nightcrawler is um, insane. That was nuts. He did uh, End of Watch. That's a good one too. Was awesome. Yeah, he's done a few things uh, recently that that were really impressive. Um, I'm I'm hope I'm excited to see how his career keeps moving forward. Yeah, I mean he's a younger guy, like a, um, and you could be you know somebody who's around for a long time with uh, some of the movies under his belt. I'm a fan. If you could uh, trade out one of your senses to improve another one, ooh, hmm. that's such a hard question. It truly is. Giving up a sense seems like I mean, you only have five, right? So you need <laughs> you give one up. You're losing a real big part of you. Um, maybe I would give up smell. Yeah, I think but, so too. Uh, like I guess the good things that you would smell, like you know, good food and you know, fresh air and things. Yeah, like that. Like, but, or just just the way like just. Like the way your son smells, the way your wife smells, like yeah, I don't want to give you up lose smell. all those. Like it's it's like the way your favorite food smells, but the way you your give up store taste? smells. No, you want to give up taste because food you have to eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. But I think uh, 
It's not going to be sight. I, I think it's not going to be hearing, and it's not going to be. It, it literally can't be touch because then you just can't feel anything, and you yeah, just can't walk. You God, just really, imagine <laughs> I, your whole body's numb all the time. Felt anything in years? <laughs> no, no, it'd be awful. Uh, and yeah, then you can't like that. you can't taste when you're eating or anything because like you, like your your mouth doesn't work right. So like you can still taste food, but you can't eat. You can still see, but you can't walk anywhere. You can still hear, but you like no. I'd be the worst one to give up. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. What's a guilty pleasure that you have? Um, probably um, occasionally watching, you know, binge watching a show or a couple movies or video games because it seems like I don't have a lot of time for that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so um, when I have nothing going on, that's like a responsibility. That's like something just to do nothing uh, and relax. What's uh? So then what? Like, what then is something that you'd like to binge watch? Like, what do you like? What are you into? Like, what do you watch? Um, I've watched a few shows where I've like actually gone the distance and like watched all of it. Um, like you know, like Dexter, Breaking Bad, um, those ones that have like a million seasons, but mm-hmm. I've actually gone through it. Um, uh, I watched. I'm excited for the next season of Stranger Things. Oh, me too. Um, just because it's like, and I was, I'm, I'm not like an '80s kid. I'm younger than that, but I think the nostalgia and the like period piece mm-hmm. section yeah. to it is really cool. Oh, for sure, it definitely worked for them in a major way, and I. I like the graphic design for it. Yeah. Yeah, that was big uh, in the graphic design community. Um, the intro was actually well thought out by the people who designed that because the font that they used, which I'm um, not sure what it is offhand, but the font that they used was um, the one that you would see when you turn on a VHS tape and says, do not reproduce this movie. Oh, on, the on FBI a, on warning. screen, right. And as well as a lot of 80s books. Uh, like thriller books and things. So oh, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. It looks like some Stephen King uh, yeah. font. So it's almost something that um, you didn't know that you recognized, but you recognized. So it like uh, hit a chord with a lot of people. Oh man, that's that's even that's even crazier. Like the like the depth of that design was pretty nuts. Because it was and that that thing was it was it was so striking. Everyone did like everyone used it for everything. People were using it for. Everything like for a hot for literally a hot second that was just everyone used the Stranger Things font. Everyone's like, yeah, just, like, yeah, yeah nice like little... Bayside had shirts. Yeah, every, like everyone. Yeah, oh, I've seen a lot of people mm-hmm. borrow it. Yeah, so they all actually set up a website where it was called like MakeItStranger dot com or something. Oh, and really? I think that's what it is. And you can go and type almost anything in two lines, and it'll go ahead and fill it in for you. Nice. Hell yeah. So. Um, do you have any questions for us? Um, I guess. Uh, where do you guys see yourselves uh, with this podcast in maybe a year's time? That's funny because we actually just sat down and discussed all this stuff. <laughs> uh, this notebook right here right. actually has it's goals. full of goals, yeah. For the end of the year. Um, really, I guess, like, listener-wise, uh, I would just like to be able to actually be teaching people things. Sure. Um, the amount of people, obviously, is subject to setting goals and meeting those goals. Um, and how much we work towards that. But I, what I really want is I don't just want people to be listening to it. I want people to be listening to it for a reason. Right. Or I want them to actually glean something from what I'm putting out so that people can listen to an episode and actually think, wow, I learned something. Now I can learn something yeah. about 20 other things. I think, I think a, a good goal like for the end of this year like to, would be to feel like someone approaches me and tells me, like, because of you... Or because of your show and like whoever, like Alex or someone, like I got into that field and I haven't been happier in my entire life. Like that would be what made this whole thing like for me. It would be if somebody is like, because of whatever guest, I've chosen a career path that has now made my life 
better, tangentially better. You know what I mean? Like, or, or, or tangibly better. Like, it, it's. Yeah. I think that's what, that's what I would want to see. Honestly, when I initially had the idea, my idea was let's teach people how to do things or what they need to know before they do things. Let's teach people about credit. Let's teach people about uh, not being afraid to just write a book. Let's teach people about things like this. And I was like, let's teach people they don't have to go to college to do something or that they can go to college and do something. Which is why I then tweaked this idea and made it this viable show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're just it's like, let's interview people about their lives and they can tell us about their experiences, right? Like, you know, that then becomes about... You know, it becomes about your journey into that thing and what what made it possible or what made it um, why you succeeded. Right? Yeah, I think it's a great uh, template for a show, just because you can bring in so many different uh, jobs or you know aspects of life. I, and that, that, that was what I told Joe. I was like, I was like, you know, if we if we do this, it means that everyone in the world is a possible candidate for the show. Right. Everyone is it could be a subject. Cause yeah, like Barack Obama. He said Barack Obama. That was a good example. Yes, yeah, so, I mean the president. Like, I mean, and that's just. That's just one president. You can talk to at least like four right now. You know what I mean? Like oh, it's just man. We <laughs> could do Trump. <laughs> uh, I'd love to. Just think about that. Like how, yeah. how influential Obviously, is that? You know, if, I mean, if people have misconceptions about anything, it's a president's. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that. But yeah, that that was the idea. Is kind of like you know that that way. I think because I think that was our our thing is like you know everyone is interesting. Everyone has. A story to tell. Everyone's had a rough life, or everyone thinks they've have it. They have it harder than the next guy, or you know, to everyone, their job is the hardest job because it's the thing that, that they have to focus on every day. So mm-hmm. it's like, let's bring people in, and they can tell us why their job's hard, and people can finally be like, oh, I understand why. That's a that's a kind of stress that I didn't even know existed because I'm not in that field of work. You sure. know what I mean? Like the stresses that you have in your career, the stresses that Joe have, or the stresses that I have, are all different because we don't do the same things. And the thing is, everybody wants to express those things. Like, everybody wants to know that people are interested in what they have to say. And then there are people that are interested in those things. I mean, the, the idea is to match them. The idea is to find the people who would be interested in what everyone wants to say and get them the right material. Right. So that's why... It's like, like a giant match game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a, yeah. it's a, and that's a, that plays a huge factor in marketing. Definitely. Yeah. But I, I love it so far. I mean, we've made a lot of leeway. I'm proud of us uh, for what we've done. Yeah, it's been we started. This, is, this is week seven you yeah. know, of this, and it's just so far it's been a, a roller coaster, and I just I can't wait to keep going. We have out of almost twenty hours, almost twenty episodes. Mm-hmm. That's how, what almost forty hours of footage here. Probably thirty five. About thirty five. Yeah, and that's I mean that's a lot. When we're pumping out two episodes of this a week and then two episodes of our other show a week, mm-hmm. and on top of that we are working like it's a lot. Yeah. But we love it. This is what this is what we're passionate about. Yeah, it doesn't like, seem like work. The way you, that you, you talk about graphic design, that's how we feel about this. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't feel like. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. There are definitely days where where some of this stuff feels like work. You know what I mean? I'm sure you feel the same way. Where you're like you're doing something like, why did I agree to do this? Like why? Sure. Like you know, especially with me being the only one who. I'm the only one who does the editing. I'm the one who had to figure all this stuff out. So it's like now it's like, I, I you know he gets to go off and do marketing. I have to sit here and figure like when something goes wrong, <laughs> that's my job. So it's just like our stresses are different. Sure, and it's just like you know I have the hard job, and he's like, well, no, I have the hard job of getting listeners. So even between us, it's like no, I have the hard job. You have the easy you guys job. should have each other on the podcast. We thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did, we did. But we also thought about like if we did that, that we would want podcasters that we like 
to right. do to come guest us. host our show okay, interview yeah. us. Like he loves Kevin Smith. Like, okay. Kevin oh Smith man, that'd be a dream if Kevin Smith interviewed us. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a dream come true. That'd be it'd be awesome. I think Kevin Smith would be into it too. Yeah, I do. Probably. I think it's just about getting it in front of him and getting a quality product in front of him. I think he he pushes it. Yeah, anything's possible anymore. Yeah. Oh, at this point, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's that's pretty much how I feel about it. Was there anything else? No, I'm good. Okay. Uh, now we let you plug anything you want to do. No shame. Uh, anything you want to plug, make sure you get it in there. Yeah. Uh, Alex Dart Design, um, alexdart.com. Uh, on all social media is at Alex Dart with two T's, D-A-R-T-T. Perfect. Um, same for my wife, Cakes a Ton. S- sneak that in there. Absolutely, yeah. Local great desserts. Yeah, and if she's interested, I, I'd love to do that. Sure. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to get a hold of her because uh, that does sound interesting. I mean, I do love, because I love sweets. So, <laughs> I mean, cupcakes. <laughs> cupcakes and interviews are my favorite things. So right, you can find us all over social media. Soon to be, uh, hopefully, posting our new graphic designs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Instagram, uh, find us at Set Your Expectations. On Twitter, you can find us at Syecast. I personally am at Joe of the Sound on both. And Josh, where do we find you? I am at Joshua G Justice all over the internet. Okay, if you're listening on iTunes, or even if you have iTunes and you like this, give us a review because it goes a long way. Or um, if you haven't subscribed, do that. That helps too. Yeah, and if you guys know anybody that that you think would benefit from coming on here or would really enjoy it, let us know. We're always open to new ideas. Yeah, and you can email us at setyourexpectations at gmail dot com. Yep, or you know, to reach out to us in any of our in our DM spots. We'll be yep, happy true. to work with you in a, any 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 form of connection. Yeah, we monitor all that stuff pretty closely ourselves. But it's been wonderful. Yeah, Alex, it was great having you on, man. Thanks, guys. Really it was a good this. time. All right. Have a